0: Moncrief on News Talk. Our next guest can hold her breath for a very long time. Claire Walsh from Kildare is a free diver. She was the first person to represent Ireland at the World Free Diving Championships in 2019 and is the author of Underwater How Holding My Breath Taught Me How to Live. Afternoon, Claire. How are you? How I, I did say six minutes, but it's not exactly six minutes. It's
1: five fifty
0: nine. Five fifty-nine. Sorry. It was wild <laughs> exaggeration there. who's timing you or how do they time it? With a stopwatch so there's someone in the water with you and they have a
1: stopwatch probably over your back and it starts once your airways are submerged and the minute you come up stop right so you think they'd have given me the extra second but every time 5.59 and how do you
0: explain the process of how you get down
1: so Free diving it's a sport of holding your breath underwater. And there are lots of different dis- disciplines. So that 5.59 is me lying on the surface of the water, not moving. So that's gonna be your longest breath hold. The real showstopper, in my opinion, is depth. So think about lying on the surface of the water, taking a deep breath and going down as far as you can. One breath all the way back up again
0: yeah that's terrifying (laughs) (laughs) it's the second most dangerous sport in the world apparently uh Uh, i what's the first like russian roulette Uh, (laughs) uh...
1: (laughs) you know what it's it's funny it always gets called the second most dangerous sport in the world firstly i don't know what the first is but i think to focus on the extreme elements of the sport and there is a dangerous element obviously Mm. but to focus on that would to to would do the sport a real disservice.
0: Yes, yeah. And, and so the, like when you're going down, mm-hmm. um, are, like do you feel stages in, in your own body's reaction to this? Yeah, absolutely. So the first 10 meters are probably the hardest because you're overcoming
1: positive buoyancy. So you have to work that little bit mm, harder, but also have to be really efficient in your, in your movements. And then there's a point at about 23 meters for me, you don't have to do anything and i can close my eyes i'm sinking because i'm now negatively buoyant and it is like like—do you ever fall asleep on a bus and you're not fully asleep (laughs) and you're also not fully awake so it's kind of that in between stage it's kind of dreamlike and for me it's the closest thing i'll ever experience to flying okay it's
0: incredible that sounds very zen. Now I'm selling yeah. it. <laughs> now, so, so you go down and mm-hmm. I- is there a, p- a point you're aiming at and you're gonna go down and stay there for as long as you can and then go back up again or how does that work? So
1: the night before a dive, so say if I'm diving tomorrow and I'm in a competition, I'm gonna decide how deep I'm going to attempt to go. So let's say tomorrow I'm gonna go to 60 meters. So I submit that to the judges. The judges will then set the rope at that depth and off I go. Once I'm down there, I
0: get back up. Okay. There's no hanging right. around okay. at that point. Okay. But what, when you're at, when you're, you've gone past the positive buoyancy mm-hmm. stage, what do you think about? It? Were you ever down there and thought, I left the feckin' immersion on?
1: Or, <laughs> always, and I always have left the immersion on or what I'll have for lunch. You know what, actually, that's a really good question because I don't know about you, but in my head, pretty much all the time, is racing thoughts. What am I going to have for lunch? Is traffic going to be bad on the way home? Did I leave the immersion on? Did I leave the straightener on? You know, that's kind of part of my day to day life. Mm. But free diving is totally different. Could I read you the first two sentences of my book? Okay. The most common question I get asked in free di- diving is why? Yeah. And this explains it. Underwater, you don't hear anything. Putting my face in the water is like a sigh of relief for my mind internal chatter judgments and criticism fade to a white noise and the rhythmic anchor of my breathing through the snorkel lulls me into the welcomed quietness and that's it welcomed quietness so when I am going down in a line when I'm entering into that kind of flying space it's just nothing mm. it's incredible I don't get that on land
0: so it's kind of that sounds a bit like mindfulness, which is very hard to do on land.
1: Exactly, and that's exactly what it is, and that's why this, you know, extreme sport tagline brushes over all the skills that you learn. It is mindfulness, and sometimes when I'm going down, or if you're nervous, because that's perfectly normal. I think just this moment, just this moment, and and so on. So it does. It keeps you exactly in the moment, and. You know, a really big part of that is noticing those sensations because let's face it, you're holding your breath underwater. it's not always mm-hmm. comfortable, but it allows you to create a pause between noticing and reacting. Again, I don't do that very well on
0: hand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mean noticing I haven't breathed for five minutes. Yes, and yeah. that is something quite noticeable. <laughs> but, I mean, but is, is there, um, because you must be keeping panic at bay to a certain extent.
1: Yeah, like if you're feeling panicked, you probably won't get down very far to begin with. So we do this, um, it's called the breathe up. And that's your preparation before a breath hold. So that's a cycle of breathing that you're going to use to slow down those thoughts, uh, any nerves, to calm your body, your mind, and to let go of any tension. So that's that's probably the most important part of the dive, the time before it. Mm. So if all this has worked, if all this is in place... Panic should be very far off, yeah. far away.
0: And me. is there a long, you know, say before each dive you do, is, is there a lot of preparation? Would you cut down on the cigarettes for a while, that kind of thing? Definitely you wouldn't
1: have one as yeah. you're getting into the water. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Cigar afterwards. <be> great, <laughs> exactly. Kind of to celebrate. Uh, but but uh, Would most of this not take place in Ireland that like these are, a lot of these would be international events.
1: Yeah. So when I, usually when I'm talking about free diving, I'm talking about depth free diving and I'm talking about the competitive element. Mm. but. We're obviously an island, we're surrounded by incredibly beautiful, wild, stormy, gorgeous waters. And there's so much to see below the surface. So recreational freediving is huge here. they probably, I can't imagine there ever being a depth competition because our water is quite cold. Yeah. This is done in kind of 29, <laughs> 30, 31 degrees. I train out in Egypt and sometimes the lads there, they're wearing three mil suits, 31 degrees and they're still frozen.
0: They don't know they're born, really, do they? (laughs) And describe the place you do uh, a lot of stuff in Egypt, because it sounds magnificent.
1: Yeah, I'm fully aware. I turn into one of those emojis with the love hearts in their eyes every time I talk about this place. Um, So it's called the Blue Hole in Dahab in Egypt. And it's incredible. Yeah. It is coral of colours that... You can't possibly imagine there is marine life there. It is all the different colour blues that, you know, exist. It is, you know, it's called the Mecca of of freediving. In fact, there is a documentary coming out on Netflix in a couple of weeks time about freediving and the story of two freedivers in particular. And some of it is filmed in Dahab. And I was lucky enough to go to a screening in the Lighthouse last week and I can't like it was pathetic. I just started bawling because you know I actually I met my husband there, he's Egyptian, and um, the place is incredible out of the water not so great it smells like camels and uh, neoprene which is not the nicest smell but once you put your face in the water it's a different world altogether
0: yeah and you and presumably you can see everything it it seems to be lit even relatively deep yeah
1: because there's 30 35 meters visibility now I was in Greystones this morning, and I had my hand at the end of my arm outstretched, and I couldn't see the end of it. <laughs> <Yes>. So <laughs> visibility in Ireland, visibility in Egypt is, is pretty different. Yeah. Is there a
0: connection between this and your mental health?
1: Yeah. You know, that's that's pretty much the, the story of my book Underwater. Um, in my 20s and in my 30s, I suffered with and i don't even call it mental health at this stage it was illness there's no getting around that and i was told for ages you know you should try mindfulness you should try breathing you know proper breathing and i just resisted everything i was on medication there were doctors there was hospital stays and honestly there was so much pain and i thought i was going crazy so i didn't really know where to go so i just went traveling yeah (laughs) i just kicked the can down the road but when I was traveling, I found free diving. And I honestly thought it would be just this cool thing that you do when you're away, but I could not let it go. Because the more I did, the more I learned about slowing things down, using your breath to calm your body and your mind. Again, mindfulness, being in the moment, pausing, observing without judgment, all these things that helped me live like my day-to-day life that's why the book is called how holding my breath taught me to live
0: yeah and so did and obviously there was a you know once you started free diving when you discovered free diving did the problems melt away was it a (laughs) gradual process or you know like no of course (laughs) they didn't you know
1: it's not a it's not a fix-all but it definitely helps, yeah, there's no two ways about it. It definitely helps.
0: Yeah, had you been sporty before you discovered? not a
1: bit of it, you know, I think about um <laughs> the 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 teacher in our school that ran the Gaelic League. he would laugh so hard if he knew I was representing my country in this sport. I was desperate. you know the ball would go that way. I'd run in the opposite direction. I hated it. I did swim, but sporty no
0: yeah did you know you had this ability to hold your breath
1: uh like as a kid like most a lot of kids do you know you'd swim underneath in the pool at the end you know from one end to the other i liked that yeah particularly yeah it is really random to find a sport that you love and are relatively good at in your mid-30s yeah
0: but when you started doing it you mm. must have realized at that stage Ooh, i was hooked Claire. Yeah. Claire hasn't come up yet, yeah. where is she? Claire loves this,
1: Yeah, 5.58, 5.59, oh, there she is, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and so, like, do you have to practice every day? Do you have to go to the sea? Can you do it in the bath, if you feel like, you know? You can
1: do it in the bath, it's a lot less fun. Well, yeah, I imagine so, bath. yeah. <laughs> um, but I suppose the, the big rule is you never free dive alone. Yeah. Now, my husband's a free diver, so I have a built-in buddy, um, which helps a lot.
0: Yeah, what's his record? Five (laughs) thirty-six. Okay. Well, you know, a mixed marriage then, let's say. Exactly. Claire, lovely to talk to you. Thank Thank you you so so much for coming into us. Claire Walsh, everybody. Moncrief. Weekdays at two PM on News Talk.